Emergency. Queen's Quest arrived. Emergency. Queen's Quest arrived. Emergency. to the queens hello ladies gentlemen and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum and welcome back to stardom quest the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world i am as always alex and i am joined by dylan hi dylan hi alex hi everybody um yeah uh shit might be starting to hit the fan a little bit in stardom um in terms of just like public knowledge in japan so not really much has changed uh <laughs> for us but yeah, we yeah welcome to huge bombshell news uh to discuss you know the the biggest breaking news yeah. never possible. foreseen exclusive no. in Tokyo sports yeah um this show i didn't do this last week because i forgot mm. uh this show is brought to you by the five star network head on over to the five star network.co for all of the great podcasts and articles from around the wonderful world of pro um it's mainly the YouTube channel that gets used now, but the, the podcasts are out there. And I believe we are revamping the uh, website soon. So that's fun. Ooh, uh... um, I wanted to say something about YouTube, actually. Hold on. Um, okay. Where is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, comments. So, you, you mentioned you told me that there were comments. There is one person, I believe, called Ray Rays, who has commented on the, the YouTube uploads of Stardom Quest uh, many times just to say thanks to, to us and say that they really enjoy uh, pro wrestling at the moment. And I was like, that is cool. I hope I hope Ray Ray's is having a good time. As do I. That is always nice. I, I love I love YouTube comments, especially for Joshi Wrestling, because they're they're very funny. Um, yes. <laughs> in their repetitiveness. Like there is one guy, I, obviously I've, in case anybody doesn't know, um, I've occasionally been streaming on Twitch and by occasionally, I mean, I did it once. Um, and I've just been watching a lot of old retro Joshi stuff. I know exactly and what I'm, you're saying. I know exactly. On almost, saying. no, there, there are two I've realized. There's two? Uh, oh. On every, on every video, regardless of if it's relevant or not, there's one guy who just says devil Masami in, in the comments. Uh, regardless of if she's in the match, if, if she's in the company at the time, like their matches from like early '90s AJW, Devil Masami's long gone, and it, it, it says Devil Masami. Um, and then there's this one guy, a lot more wholesome. Uh, every video I've seen of of retro Joshi wrestling is just this one guy saying, "Man, I love women's wrestling from the '70s and '80s. This stuff is so cool." Every single video, <laughs> he says that word for word and it's incredible and they like lists the people in the in the match and it's like oh. they're so great i was like this is this is incredible uh so i love youtube comments there yeah, honestly i knew i knew you were gonna bring up devil masami guy that is oh, like yeah. infamous we, we Which, you know i've learned guy. i've learned fair devil masami fucking goaded i'm gonna be real yeah, I, we, cool. we've had this discussion before that uh uh you aren't as big of a fan about her ajw work I've been watching her. She's like the most entertaining uh, outside of like the crush gals for me. Like I, I adore her. She's great. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Obviously that that's a bit of a hot take. Cause there were a lot of great rest. I mean, like I've been watching a lot of Jaguar and Coda. She's great. Obviously. Yeah. Jaguar is um, probably better. 
she's probably better, but I just enjoy Devil's uh, match flow better. Her her comeback is like the coolest shit I've ever seen in every match. <laughs> yeah. Them as a tag team, though, that's goaded. Yes, that's true. Uh, quite a mixed match pair because one was yeah. a heel and one wasn't. It's, but... it's also funny because the their the first the match I watched the other day. I've seen a shit ton of their tag stuff, and the first singles match I saw of them ended in a double count out with them like throwing chairs at each other and trying to massacre one another. And I was like, damn, like a year later, they were winning the Fuji Cup. This is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We should probably uh, well, get off well, Classic yeah, Joshi. Yeah. We do have, I, I, we haven't had one of these in a while. We have a review, Mr. Mm. Mr. Murray. I'm concerned. Um, so, <laughs> you should be. So, th- this one comes from Krakowin Tay. Tay, the United States of America, and that's going to make a lot more sense soon. Could be better, says Tay from the United States of America. Two, two stars out of five. The oh, show is all, you couldn't even show, give us three. show is all right, Dylan. Would be better if they stopped crying about every little thing. And act less snarky and less opinions that sound in bad faith i for one would like to take bad faith away from wrestling fans because they do not know what any of this means um yeah i don't think i i do like, i do like people using words that like they don't don't know what they mean i love how he said stop being so snarky and your immediate response is just full snark <laughs> Um, what I am. Like, listen here, you dumbass. Let's, let's get one thing clear. <laughs> I've I've just seen the word used a lot, you know, in wrestling. No, I know, and... and it's never used right. And I'm I'm starting to think yeah. people just don't they don't know English, and maybe they don't because they're American. That's usually how you guys do things. Oh, but brother. you know, greatest country in the world, brother. I never said that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's uh, that's all of the stuff to get out of the way. Oh, uh, uh, I don't think I operate in that much bad faith, unless it's like me her- hyperbolizing my annoyance with like Starlight Kid, which I've tried to cut down on recently. Uh, like I don't know. Okay, that's, Dylan. That's, okay. that's just two star- me. the two star reviews can't hurt you. It's fine. They do though, and they always have. They can't. They're 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 fine. Um, we do have news from the world of stardom. Great, fantastic news. And I actually have a press release that was sent to me personally to deliver to the people. Yeah. Um. So I just wanna, I just wanna, you know, make sure I have this right. <clears throat> I'm gonna read along with you. I'm not gonna read out loud, but I'm gonna read along with you. Statement for immediate release. Six Star Poi Inc. We are excited to announce that as of the 26th of February 2024, Natsumi Maki, known to fans of Stardom and Joshi as Natsupoi, is set to return from injury on the 9th of March 2024 at the Yokohama Budokan Show. Natsupoi's return announcement has set the wrestling world on fire as the Poi tribe has anxiously awaited the return of our cosmic mother, the fairy queen herself. It's with great joy that I can write that no longer do we have to wait for her return, no longer do we have to wait for the best wrestler in the world to grace our screens again. The MVP of Stardom House Shows and Pay-Per-Views is back to bless our lives with invigorating and passionate singles 
and tags to inspire us with her underdog fire and fighting spirit and to grace us with her presence. We leave you with a message from the United States representative of the Poi tribe, Six Star. Quote, you're so fucking back. End quote. Signed, the spectacular Six Star of the Poi tribe. <laughs> spectacular, that's crazy. Oh, I, I love told, Six Star. I was told by Six that this is a Spider-Man reference. The spectacular yeah, Spider-Man. The spectacular, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's great. Um, I will say... No notes, um, but I will say uh, MVP of Stormhouse shows already returned because Koguma is already back. But everything else I agree with. I, I agree with everything else. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, Love so yeah, Nat- Natsupoi is back on the Yokohama Budokan show uh, to, to open the Cinderella. She is not in the Cinderella. So I'd imagine she has a big uh, return tag, probably Meltier versus somebody. Um, Which is weird that she wouldn't get put in the six star or the Cinderella. Um, she's a. I was thinking five star that, for the you know. Uh, she's kind of in that region of people who are above it a small bit. Um, so she, you know, you might as well put her in a big spotlight tag. Yeah, but oh no, like it, it's uh it's interesting. I mean, like, hey, I'm cool with it because that means that, like, the winner is a lot more unpredictable. Because if Poi was in it, I feel like Poi would win it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you know. I'm happy that she's back, obviously. She's cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they had a very obvious uh, direction for the white belt set up with her, and you kind of needed her back by Buntai to, to set that up, so it seems like we are full steam ahead for Anno versus Natsupoi. Which is is pretty great. But I don't know if we are, because what does the what does the the Cindy winner do? Uh, well, it's the IWGP Women's Style for Starlight Kid to, to challenge. I did say that last week, and I wish I didn't. Um, yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, unless you like completely move somebody up, you're not really challenging for the top two belts. Um, unless they do move somebody up, but I mean, know. I think Hanan's still the. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later because we have uh, questions about these actually about the Cinderella and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think Hanan is a good shout for this for the Cinderella, but if Ano is just not if Ano's just facing Poi, then. Like most of the field is eliminated because most of the field isn't going to challenge Mayu. Uh, maybe Hazuki, yeah. but Hazuki. Uh, I don't know. Probably. I mean, not, it's you know it's, I mean? it's 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 unpredictable um, yeah. because both Certainly. the red and white belts have seemingly clear challengers, um, mm. unless they do those early. I don't know. I mean, Ham has kind of put her hat in the ring for for one. I think Momo put her hat in the ring for her one. Yeah, it's, it'll probably be Momo at, at the Cindy final and then Tam yeah. at uh, Buntai. Yeah, and Which, then Ano. Ano's whole thing has been that she doesn't have a challenger. She's been like, I don't I don't have a challenger. What the hell's going on? So she's kind of been waiting for Natsupoi. Um, so yeah, I don't know if they rush into that as well. Then Poi like, is probably winning. I holding off on Poi. I could see them holding off on Poi so that it's, it's Poi yeah. and Ano... At like the June pay per view, 
I guess. Why wouldn't you do it at the big show, though? I don't know. I I think, well, the issue here is that Natsupoi is obviously a bigger deal than everybody else. Um, as you saw on the video that they released of Natsupoi returning soon, which I have never seen before. Mayu didn't get that shit. <laughs> like, Natsupoi got, like, a, a fucking highlight reel, huge, you know, they put money into producing that shit. Um, and by money, I mean they probably made Sonny do it. Uh into into making like a fucking Natsupoi is back, let's fucking go video, um, which they don't do for like anybody else. So her return is meant to be a pretty big fucking deal. Um, so I imagine it was, it was probably the Buntai show, but I feel like that does kind of make the Cinderella a bit difficult because like there's no way anybody. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm I'm saying a bunch of things, but we'll see. We'll talk about it right. too. So okay. Um, I think that's all the news that happened. Oh, wait, no, that's not all the news. Uh, Tokyo Sports reported <laughs> it's shocking news that Julia is expected to leave stardom uh, at the end of her contract and will be free. Uh, they did say that she's likely to go to Rossi's promotion, which we have all known for some time. Now it seems to be out there. So, Yeah, Julia yeah. even retweeted it and said free as a bird. Yeah, and that's that's like the first domino to fall, I guess, because we were we were all kind of wondering when they'd start to acknowledge that people are going to be leaving, um, and she's she was the always going to be the first one to go. Uh, she's wanted out for forever now. You know, she was very clearly unhappy with Bushi Road as far back as like autumn. So no, like a now... year ago. I think I think her first like fuck this shit was the Yukihi match. I think that, like, because, like, the Tokyo Sports said, uh, throughout 2023, she was thinking about leaving, and by the end of the year, she was like, there was no, there was no chance she was fucking staying. Mm-hmm. Um, so, big part of it was probably the Yukihi match and getting screwed out of her title match, out of her title win, um, or title, just in general. Uh, so yeah, Julia is gone from stardom officially. Because uh, that's the thing is that it's like we all hear things and we all like know things, but I feel like. Once it comes from a Tokyo sports, it's kind of like, yeah, this is like, you know, definitely happening. Once it comes from Julia's mouth on Twitter, definitely happening. <laughs> yeah, and, and Stardom's kind of moved, uh, kind of put her with Siri this coming weekend. So they, they've been kind of moving her to do all these last hurrahs with people. So, you know, they, they I'd imagine they wanted that news out there so they could get a few extra ticket sales, you know, people going, oh, this is my last time to see Julia in Otsu or wherever. So I think that's the big thing is is now you get to say, okay, here you show up, buy tickets to see Julia one last time because uh, she might go to WWE. You don't know. Uh, I mean, most people expect her to go with Rossi, but... But even then, Rossi's expected probably to run Tokyo and Osaka the most. Uh yes. So, like, the Jotsus of the world might not get that opportunity. Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of uncertainty there. So, yeah, I could see see them wanting that news out there just to promote a few extra tickets for, for some of the house shows. And obviously, you kind of have Julia go from doing nothing to, oh, hey, she's going now, so you should probably pay attention, you know, because she has been kind of spinning her wheels the last month or so. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. Like, I... I I've gotten, I've 
talk to people who are like, oh, does this mean that you that there will probably be like more people announcing early? And I probably not. Um, I feel like Julia is so like Julia was the first name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it feels like we'll probably still not know much for the coming weeks. Uh, obviously, we might see things that are like, oh, maybe that's indicative. Like I think I think title changes that happen within the next thirty days. Uh, will be a bit indicative of what's going on where, right? Uh, because, you know, it, I don't think any of the titles have changed hands, have they? Since? Uh, no, not yet, no. And and we still know, like, Okada literally said that there are champions who are leaving. I don't think he just means Julia. Uh, for one, he said plural. <laughs> and two, that would just be, you know, I, I don't think that's how that works. So. We'll see what title changes and whatnot, but I, I feel like Julia is a very specific case where they could just be like, oh, well, she might be going to, to WWE. She might not even be staying in Japan. She might be doing an Okada. Uh, and that's easy to kind of cover for if you're stardom. Um, it's not as easy if, you know, six other people are leaving uh, to be like, oh, well, you know, she's doing something. She's also doing something. And yeah. Uh, you know, with Julia, there's kind of an excuse of like, well, she's probably fucking leaving the country by the end of the year, so who gives a fuck? Oh, yeah, I guess. Um, and also, I mean, I feel like they know her stuff leaked basically to to Dave and stuff, so they were like, mm. we might as well get ahead of it. Whereas, as I'm aware, no other names have leaked to to Dave yet, or he hasn't reported on them. I'm sure he's heard. He hasn't reported on them. He, he, he said he knows he knows names. He just hasn't reported on them yet. Now we know he knows names because Sonny has hinted at them on the boards. Um, yeah. So it's kind of that. Sonny um, continues to hint at them every day. <laughs> does and Sonny is the guy for the um, next segment because we're going to yes. go right back to your favorite show uh, every week. It's it's a game show now. I've decided uh, we're going to play Rossi Watch. So Ooh, Rossi uh, Watch Do you want to lead? Do you want to lead with the Rossi Watch of him? On the token show thing, it was funny. Um, oh yeah, so <laughs> so as I said last week, Rossi pretended to be in New York, um, and a couple of days later, he mysteriously, uh, very quickly returned from from uh from New York where he wasn't, and he did a talk show with some people. I believe one of them was the former director of JWP. Um, yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure, but basically. Uh, he was a special guest. He was fucking fitted in in just insane clothes, the most insane fit you've ever seen. Um, I think somebody did the calculations of like it. It, it probably cost like yeah, Farsa was like like four thousand dollars <laughs> just just from the jacket and the pants. Uh, it, it was an insane <laughs> price total. Um, what the what the hell did motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, bump that. Um, no. So, so basically, he was on the talk show, and at, in our in our in our recording channel, Scott sent a meme, and we're both laughing at it uh, right now because he's the worst. Uh, loves loves fucking with the show. Um, basically, he was asked, "Were you really in New York?" And he said, "You know, I ain't telling you that." <laughs> A magician never reveals his secrets, which is the craziest thing to say. Hey, did you did you go on vacation lately? <laughs> Who's to say? 
Like, <laughs> I need to... <laughs> when somebody starts asking me if I have done anything or done something, I'm just going to start saying, who's to say? That's, that's, that's my information. But yeah, yeah that was, um... that was, that was the first part of Rossi Watch. He returned, quote unquote, returned. Uh, and he said, you know, I laugh sometimes. And I think that's really funny. <laughs> Are you still laughing at the minion? Yeah. It's quite... <laughs> <laughs> this is why this is why Scott's a bitch. He knows exactly how I respond to that every time. Oh he keeps sending it. <laughs> and I hate him for it. But um It's a good yeah. picture. It's, it's just so I don't I don't understand. <laughs> how it works but it does it's just i think it's the specific uh minion that he picked for for the picture mm. um it's just wow um so yeah uh rossi pretended to go to to new york which is incredible like that man had people on their knees they were like oh no he's going to the fed and he was actually just sitting at home ordering versace Outfits like he's he's a crazy man. Um, beyond just that, we did get some details um, of the Rossi promotion uh, from Sonny. So he he, I'm gonna go through this and try and pick it all out. Um, so first thing is he is gonna recruit for wrestlers. And it says that he's going to start recruiting right after he sets up. And that's for trainees. So Rossi Promotion will have its own trainees. Uh, it will have a dojo. And he's going to be kind of getting auditions and talent searches underway as soon as the company starts. So that's the thing. He's going to look for his own distinct talent right off the bat. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the first thing. So stardom... And for everybody else, that's another company vying for young women to train, which is uh, it's already a market that's really not Dried that deep. Right yeah. <laughs> I mean, EJPW has really turned to like part-time idols in some degrees recently. Um, Marvelous has like one trainee over the past three years. Uh, the seedling has two currently, and that's it. Uh, Diana has loads, but I don't, I don't know how they get that. And obviously Sendai is different because they kind of out of the way. And they train up local well, people. Kyoko, you know, has that like... <clears throat> oh yeah, the AJW was, clout. Yeah. And, and like, Kyoko was so absurdly popular uh, mm-hmm. in her time. So I imagine like any young wrestler and any older wrestler, I mean, they, they train people of all ages, but any young wrestler who might have... Ha- gotten into wrestling um from their parents loving it uh it's yeah. very possible that like you know um a moran uh moran uh her mom mm-hmm. might have been like yo kyoko's training we're, we're sending you there you know what i mean like that type of thing uh, yeah, that's how they got sari and then she's like a yeah big, exactly a zenjoist she's mad into hjw so that's probably yeah. why she trained there obviously on jaguar yakota as well uh, was, was a very successful oh yeah yeah main ace for AJW so you've got both of them feeling to be Jaguar Yakota is also widely regarded as one of the greatest trainers to ever live 
Yeah, so she trained like Toyota and Kong. There. So if you're a fan of them, you're gonna go hell yeah. I'm gonna train with yeah. Jaguar. So, um, so that's another like person and company vying for young talent, which is interesting because that's the kind of thing we saw in the late '90s, 2000s, when the scene kind of in on itself because every yeah. every company had like two people that they could push, and that was it. Um, so it's it's kind of interesting. Um. We also got the Aussie's group is not going to sink or flounder. They'll have an easier schedule of eight shows a month, um, four big shows a year, with Corkins basically being these like monthly big shows building up to the four big arena events, I'd assume. So that's an idea of the schedule. And I think that was one of the things people were interested in was is Rossi gonna run like seedling? And just be a small roster running spot shows, or is he going to be a full time promotion? Um, and I was always pretty certain he was going to be a full time promotion because that's just what he's always done. Arjan was full time, Darnum was full time, uh, AJW obviously was full time. So I, I had a feeling he would do this. Um, but what kind of stands out oh, is Jesus Christ, your, your microphone here. just got monstrous, like it went, Rrr! and I was like, what the? Oh my. Okay. Um, what stands out is that if you're gonna run eight shows a month, you're gonna have you're gonna need a fairly solid roster off the bat. Yeah. So, so two things. Um, one, Starm didn't start doing eight shows a month until like typically eight shows a month until 2019. Um, every year before that had less than eight shows a month, uh, except for the five star, which always had like nine. You know, like because it was you know September is the hottest month for a startup he may not mean like eight exactly but he very much means a full roughly eight is still very much like even if it's like oh well sometimes it'll be six sometimes it'll be nine sometimes it'll be seven around eight that's still a lot uh given again until like 2016 was the first time they had a month with more than six shows in it Mm -hmm. uh so the first five years of the company of stardom never had more than five maybe six shows in a in a month um so it's a lot like i i think i think maybe i'm stressing about it more and obviously it is a roughly it's not like a oh every single month every single because i look at it the way that this would typically work is every saturday and sunday has a show that's how eight mm-hmm. shows a month typically work obviously they could do like midweek shows especially for corkins they could skip a, a weekend here and there whatever um so they could have like a midweek tour or something, but it basically means every weekend. Issue with that is that immediately makes Rossi um, way more difficult to work with as a promotion, which I think he he kind of needs to start. Um, um, well, I don't know, because that's one thing that Sonny did say, is that between freelancers, partnerships, and the people that he's going to have, that'll be his roster. And mm-hmm. I think you need like maybe twelve to twenty people to run that schedule, and you'll be fine. And I f- yeah. I feel like he's gonna get twelve at the very least, very easily. Um, I would imagine he asks Nagayo for help. You know, he might lean on that. He might ask Wave for help. Um, he might ask Diana. No. The funny thing so... about Wave is that like Rossi and Gami are close. Like, they're cool. Maybe not close. They're cool. Um, but I'm pretty sure Yumioka fucking hates him. 
So probably. It's like <laughs> wave is is always kind of like a, a question mark when it comes to stardom. Um, but yeah, I mean you're right, but also. And we actually had this argument the other day, uh, early in the morning. Um, that's like, I wonder what some of these freelancers, how some of these freelancers will feel. Oz Academy freelancers, for example, Oz runs pretty frequently. Um, they, so some don't, they run like once a month. They run more than once a month. Maybe twice. I'm about to relatively frequently. Uh, where the fuck is the? Man, I'm I'm on cage match trying to talk through it. You know what I mean? Um, oh Jesus, they do not run that often. Yeah, I feel like probably. there's always an Oz show on. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, no, then yeah, I guess it's fine. But the the thing is, the, what I was trying to get at is that somebody who is faithful to Seedling, somebody who's faithful to and Itsuki Aoki, right? I'm not saying that's somebody that you know Rossi would be going for necessarily, but Itsuki Aoki is a busy wrestler. Um. So for her to make sense in working stardom, she would have to give up on like half of the company she works for. And I don't know if somebody, you know, I get maybe like dropping one company, but like these, some of these freelancers are fucking busy. Eight shows a month is a lot uh, yeah, to be relying on They don't all have to be on every show. I mean, some no, people are going to be free. No? Yeah. No, you're right. Um, Itsuke Aoki worked 14 matches in January, supposedly. You can do three Rossi dates on top of that, as an example. No, you can do three or four Rossi dates on top of that. And I would imagine he does have that flexibility to to, to things, you know? He's going to have his core roster, but there's obviously going to be a lot of people who kind of fluctuate in and out. Um, so I, I feel like he'll be fine, and we'll just get I, I think he'll be fine. I just think that which it might be a bit messy. Um, Maybe at the start, but if he's recruiting talent and there's going to be more jumps, he, he'll fill the gaps pretty quickly, I'd imagine. I would hope so. Um, he also has legends from the sounds of it. Like It, yeah. it, it seems like he will, he will be uh, using some some people in that sense. We, we've been talking about potentially Momoi Nakanishi coming back for a run because, you know, uh, her and Rossi are close, obviously. I mean, she I did mean, a, a mini thing last year, you know? Yeah. And he, stuff. Her, the thing is that her husband also works for Bushiroad, works for Stardom. Oh, um, I didn't know that. He's the, he's the commentator. Kotoe? No way. I've told you this a million times, yeah. Her name it's is Momoi Oe. Oh, I, uh, and I don't... Her husband yeah, is, Sorry. is uh is the kickboxer turned wrestling commentator. <laughs> uh he was a UWF guy. But but anyway, so that that does kind of like give me a little but at the same, same time she's, you know, there are, there are wrestlers like that that I'm sure I'm sure that he could use um mm-hmm. that will fill out the cards. Again, I think 8 is just a high number. For a monthly thing, because like again, uh, hold on. Well, how many I'm people just... work nomads? And I mean, those people aren't like both busy. Uh, more than four people. On oh, work shows. work nomads or run nomads? Um, nomads. I mean, they those some of those folks were not booked and busy. Yeah. No. Well, I have a feeling that uh, the Mayukihi uh, clan is not going to be working Rossi promotions. Um, just a hunch. No. But <laughs> you might have Natsu and friends to some degree. Um, uh, Kase. Yeah. 
What else is this is a question. We're all, we, we are going through all of the questions that we got. For well, kind of, but I mean, I just feel like this, it's a lot easier to get a roster from the current people available, uh, especially if they see upward trajectory potential. Because um, no offense, but if I was offered a seedling date or a Karkin date with a guy running Karkin once a month, like I know which one I'm going to take for my, my mm. pocket. So looking at now the most similar uh, schedule, I would imagine, to what Rossi sounds like he'll be running is the 2021 stardom schedule, mm -hmm. uh, which ran 101 matches. Te theoretically, again, if this is all standard eight shows every single month, plus four big shows, um, and that's obviously like a, you know, they might replace a big show with a, you know, whatever. Uh, that would be 100 shows in a year and 2021 is 101 year shows in a year so if if anybody remembers the 2021 schedule it wasn't as bad as the 2022 and 2023 schedules but you know that's just a, a thought to think about it's how not many like people old are on the roster for that 2020 and 2021 uh, 2021 uh let me think take a look at a card and just they still had b Priestley and konami uh Yeah, it's. I mean, it's definitely not as much as now. Um, but let's 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 count one, so two, again. Three, four, five, I feel like this... six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Twenty-one people on this card. Yeah. So my estimation of like twelve to twenty is is pretty fair. I would think. Oh yeah, I think I think they need fifteen. Maybe not need, yeah. but but yeah. I think fifteen is is the marker that they need to hit so that and they're he's gonna have sustainable. At least four off the bat. Based on what Sony has At said, least four. you're gonna have yes. Roman, Cody, Dominic, Walter, and he actually added one today when he said, uh, "Add in a top NXT star." I hate how he's five. doing this, by the way. <laughs> I know, but he's gonna have five, and probably five or Nanai. six is what I. If we're not including the nine in that, which we're probably not, that's six. Uh, and Yoniyama. Uh... And Yoniyama seven. See, it gets very easy. All you have to do is find five people who aren't booked. And that's very easy, I would imagine, any given weekend. Especially if yeah. you ask Nagayo for help, because Nagayo has Tomoko, Mio, Iroha, Ai, and Magenta. So uh, He six. also could probably get Taka to help I don't know about Taka. He seems, I'd imagine he's a bit Bushiroad friendly. Yeah, but I'll, I don't know. I mean, you do he's know that Kodobushi... Kodobushi got fired because he went to a JTO show. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, but that's that's like Taka being like persona non grata for a while. Um, I feel like him sending. You no, know, Taka was on the shows at that point. Oh, yeah, that's strange. Well, no, because I I would I get it if it was if it was twenty. Yeah, wait, wait, did Taka ever really take? He took like a six month break or something after that. Yeah, something. Um, like that. But yeah, no, this was this was like recent. Um, like this was like. Late Suzuki Goon days, Taka. Maybe he is in a Manasse and friends as well. Ganjo is no longer yeah a part of Cyberfight. Yeah, that's true. Well, so you might have Manasse. I think Yuri, Yuri stayed, didn't she? Yuri did stay. Yuri's the Yuri big stayed. one that stayed. Um, Riara left. Riara is a very Rossi wrestler, but she has her cabaret jobs. Xavier was saying, so she would be part time. But to be fair, I imagine most a lot, maybe not most, but a lot of wrestlers would be more part time. Um, yeah. 
maybe a, a Riara, somebody like that. Um, so yeah, I don't. I mean, I feel like he could fill it out. It's possible. But... Chan Yoda goes with Rossi, um, because <laughs> because Nanai is su- is close with the PPP Tokyo people. Yeah, but um, I think Chan Yoda Nanai works like every Chan Yoda with PPP there. gets to balance all her stuff because she's a martial artist as well, well who shoots. Well, first. again, I, I more so mean like appearances, like not so much working yes, full time. I guess that's true. Because uh, I mean, we also are are working on the assumption that my Sakurai is the Dominic of this all, um, and she's so my Sakurai and Chan Yoda. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so we'll we've we've filled this roster very quickly. This is definitely a, and this a, isn't even like even like looking at prominence as a as a conglomerate. Yeah, uh, or, this isn't looking at he, he's definitely offering he's definitely that. offering bags to people who will jump. At the good wrestlers, at least. So yeah. there's going to be somebody unsur- There's going to be a surprise or two at least that he gets. Um, you know, let's not uh, forget. This is a man who, when he started Stardom, got Miho Wakazawa out of retirement just just because. So he he could do shit. All right, and Arjun was a collection of very random names when you look back at it. This guy had Candy Okutsu <laughs> as like a main pillar. Uh, it's like the first, yeah, the first young star he was pushing. Yeah, um, so he, he can and, do and it. Like, looking at you're right, because that Arjun roster was very messy, just in theory, but like, it worked in terms of just like, f- like, flow of a roster. It worked super well. Like, how does Reggie Bennett and Kenny Yokosu kill it? Like, how, how is that just a thing that just, like, who the fuck comes up with that? You know what I mean? <laughs> but they did. Yeah. Um, it, you know, he, they did say he has foreigners as well, so that's yes, more people to add to the pile. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, he'll probably be fine. Looking at yeah. when you put so, the numbers in like that. I think the 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 good thing I I, I hear is that he's going to have a regular schedule. And it's all going to be easily accessed. Sony says. Hmm. Um, so I assume that means if not live, then close to live. Um, but they will have a new, I would imagine, VOD service. Which that isn't going to be I, Stardom World, which is no. very suboptimal. Yeah, that's what that's what. Sonny said is that stardom is trying to do live shows because it sounded like because rossi is might be planning to do live shows yeah um there's going to be a lot of competition here yeah basically he said that that they're trying to get ahead of the curve and be like okay uh rossi promotions are going to have a lot better production than we are just in terms of uh like getting shit out whether it's vod you know quicker vod's or live shows or whatever so we need to get better uh which usually the industry leader does not feel the need to get better that like concernedly unless there is reasonable you know suspicion that he will be doing something uh big you know he'll be Mm -hmm. doing something like noteworthy and good uh as a as a secondary promotion so because, I mean, no, look, think about it like this. They did not respond to TGPW doing all their shows live for that time period. I know TGPW stopped since then. They they have plenty of VOD shows. But uh, TGPW was running, was doing live streams for all of their shows for a while. And Saram was like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. <laughs> Why should we care? So them responding to this makes me think that Rossi probably has that all sorted. I will also say, speaking of TGPW, um, Russell Universe is branching out 
and grabbing indie companies to not sign into CyberFight or anything like that, but to put their vid- their shows on Wrestle Universe. Obviously, that's kind of a wait and see thing, but I could see Rossi's promotions going on uh, Wrestle Universe. Um, I don't think I don't, I don't think it'll happen, but I could see it happening. You know, yeah. like, I could see that being a thing. Wrestle Universe is the best a subscription service promotion. They have like notoriously <laughs> wanted a women's promotion that's uh, different from TJPW. Like, but they have Sunday now. Yes, but that, I, I doubt that'll be live. I highly doubt. Oh, that. it won't be live. It'll be immediate bots. I'm also very unsure Sendai keeps that up because Sendai has had like three agreements like this before and dropped all. Yeah, so that's true. Uh, I would be very interested in. I mean, doesn't how Dash does edit all the shows? <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody has this agreed. Everybody has just decided that it's Dash. Um, I don't know who does it, but everybody has decided it's Dash. Um, so yeah. But one thing actually that Velke brought up to me is there was a Japanese fan who said something along the lines of you know, Rico Kaiju is on one like this this hiatus. She's not retired. Maybe she's somebody to keep an eye on. And I do wonder if people like that would also be part of Rossi's thing. Um, yeah. That's that is largely enough speculation about Rossi's thing. I just wanted to focus on the schedule. And how, but I will say feel in like regards you need to that, twelve to twenty people person roster to run that schedule. So I would imagine in regards to that, I think people he has. I think that might fuck up uh, a lot of freelancers. Um, like I feel like that would make an enemy out of Seedling. Um, well, if she was, if if Rika was going to retire anyway, and said, "I will not retire, but I want to go to Rossi's thing," I I don't know what else you can do. There could be like an agreement there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like Joji politics is insane. Sari went on loan yes. for like six months at one point. Like, let's not forget this. She left Diana, went to Seedling, said "fuck this," and went back to Diana. Like, <laughs> Joji is a very weird spot. Um, so, um, I don't know. But last thing I guess to to bring up is that uh, this ERD wrestling thing. I don't. I've never seen this account post exclusives before it's only got like 400 followers so i'm not convinced that this is actually a thing they did say i got a chance to ask ayako hamada if she knows anything about rossi's new promotion and she confirmed that in her last trip to japan for the arjian graduation she had talks with ogawa and there's a good chance she will end up working alongside him in the build-up to it so uh, Ayako Hamada is uh, still an active wrestler. She wrestles in, in Mexico now. She has the Hamada Dojo in Mexico to train people. So, I mean, if this is true, you kind of have an excursion spot, maybe, for, for Rossi's talent. Uh, you might have a, a, a well of talent from Mexico. Um, mm. Or she's just bullshitting because she's a wrestler. And that's what wrestlers do. I mean, or it's, or it's fake. The fact that she's allowed, yeah, it could be. I, I think the biggest uh, possibility is that it's fake. But it, like, it's not hard to get. You know, what I mean, like everybody thought she wasn't allowed in in Japan. She came to Japan at you know at Rossi's request, as as far as everybody knows. Um, not not like he requested with the government, but like like she returned to Japan, and it was because Rossi invited her. 
to the the Arjian show. So, like, I, I believe it, not just because this guy said it. I think this guy saying it, this account saying it, makes is something that's like, oh, well, that would make sense. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, it's but it's not something that I'm just like, oh, so that's happening now. You know, I'm not getting too excited about it. But yeah, I mean, Ayako Hamada is one of the most legendary Joshi wrestlers uh, of the 2000s. Um, known for TNA fame, you know, she she was, I think she was Knockouts champion for a time. She was um, Knockouts tag champion with tag Austin champion. Kong. Yes, yes, that's yeah. correct. Um, I totally forgot she won the three WA belt uh, in Dying Days. Um, mm-hmm. All Japan. Um, sorry, but yeah. So I think that that would be a good get. You know, even not just for wrestling, but just for you know mentoring younger talent. It's it's just a good, and and like you said, there's an excursion place then, which is uh, Hamada Dojo in um, in Mexico, and then there's also the possibility of getting some lucha uh, luchadoras on mm-hmm. these shows, which I think could be good. Um, some indie luchadoras because we know Rossi know, is a big mark for uh, lucha. lucha. Yeah. 100%. So Although it, the indie it, scene for women over there is not great. I think that's why nobody that's why watches gonna... Hamada because um, yeah. she wrestles like the same three people on every show, basically. Um, and one of them is Fabi Apache, still. Did she not go back yeah. to AAA? Why she went back? Uh, she did go back, but she still does yeah. indies. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Fabi Apache is good, though. I'll, I'll give her that. Uh, no, uh, I'm, I'm not disrespecting well. her. But do you know Kara? It's, it's a... Kira? Kara? I do not. Dude, people went mad for her years ago. I think she did like a, a few impact shots and she was like solid. And they were like, please, like, get her. Because she's like in her 20s and is like really good. Um, so yeah, she's always on the same shows as Hamada as well for like the women's match. Um, yeah, Maybe you get really... Goya Kong back. Dude, Goya Kong. The return of Goya Kong. Icon. That would be the best shit. I love Goya Kong. She was shipped Kray off Kong. with some like really bad AAA project for a while, apparently. Yeah, and that's why yeah, she, she like disappeared. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at now. Most of her dates uh, in the past couple of years have been this weird triple AAA, AAA gimmick. Yeah. Um. What a what a what a company. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I think that's enough for Rossi Watch. Uh, I'm not gonna hold my breath on Hamada. Don't know if he could get her in Japan enough. I don't know the laws of Japan, quite frankly. I don't know how go about getting her there to work regularly with her drug charge i don't know how that works i'm not going to pretend i'm a legal expert in japan i would assume there is a reason that she sticks with mexico as her home base now um i do know that the laws are a bit a bit and this is a bit more lenient for for hafus so she's you know half japanese so in comparison to somebody who is just you know a Mexican luchador who has no ties to Japan. Uh, like if, if uh, Wagner Jr., for example, God forbid, got caught doing something in Japan, he would be a lot less able to come back than Ayako Hamada, who, while she wasn't born in Japan, she, you know, is Japanese. Like they, Yeah, they she take lived a, and worked there for a long time. Yeah, so they, they take that residency. relatively seriously. But though, again, it's a drug charge, so it is a, a harsh thing for Japan. Because yeah. I, I, I'm the same as you. I, I don't know for sure. I, all I know is that like it's more likely to see her there than somebody who isn't half Japanese that got mm. in trouble in, in uh, Japan working there. That's that's uh, all. I know. Matt Seidel <laughs> didn't he get like yeah exactly uh, like a like yeah. a Matt Seidel which sucks because Matt Seidel in in Japan would be sick even today. But let's move on. All right. 
Um, that is all for Rossi Watch. Uh, we will get to stardom now. I know you guys are here for, for stardom. Um, so a couple of days ago on a New Japan show, we, we almost mm. forgot this, didn't we, Dylan? Um, at New Beginning in Sapporo, Mayu Iwatani retained the IWGP Women's Championship uh, against Mina Shirakawa. Um, this was a good match. Uh, people were like, oh, the crowd like was shit. And I, honestly, I didn't notice. I, maybe I just I'm numb to like quiet crowds, but I thought they didn't need a a, a raucous crowd. They just kind of their thing. Um, yeah, the thing was was that the support crowds were bad. Um, for New Japan. To be fair, you would be bad if you had just saw sat through just five guys versus Lij. No, that was the hottest match of the night. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not even joking. Let me uh, be mean for once, please. Well, you picked the two most popular factions in the company, right. the only ones that got reactions on the entire show. Man. <laughs> Just, you know what? Fine. Fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, I say this with no hyperbole. Mayu Itani, Mina Shirakawa, and Nick Nemeth were the only three people who performed well on the show. Um, and Mayu Itani and Mina Shirakawa, unfortunately for, for the most wanted man, uh, did do better than Nick Nemeth. So they had a good match. I will say there are two things that I think kind of like took this down a little bit. This could have been like great. I thought it was just very good. Um, the two things are that Mayu did an interview last week where she buried the fuck out of Mia Shirakawa. Um, mm-hmm. And because Mayu is a professional, she had to give that back. Right? Uh, she had to allow Mina to prove her wrong, effectively. So, and we see, like, it's a contrast to the Shuri match, right? And I've been saying this this pretty frequently. I, I said to Scott and Zavi, um a few times that it's like, Mayu respects Shuri, has never said an ill word about Shuri. You know, that she that's somebody that she's like, she would never talk down about Shuri, ever. Um, so in the match, she was allowed to bury her. Because she didn't bury her on the microphone. Because it's like, oh, it's Shuri. That's a fucking imposing threat. Then she fucking bludgeoned her. Like, she battered her. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. Here, uh, because Mayu fucking decimated her in the New Japan interview, saying, man, she used to fucking suck ass. She doesn't know who she is. Uh, She's nowhere near my level. Uh, You know, her and Unagi used to to fucking have the worst matches I've ever seen in my life. Um, I thought they should quit because they were so bad. And I'm usually nice to young, (laughs) young wrestlers. Like, she was just, she was ruthless she had to allow mina shirakawa to prove that she's not those things right uh which i think is good and it could have resulted in a good match in a stardom ring but because they had 12 minutes and mina shirakawa's style like a mina shirakawa led match doesn't work in 11 minutes 11 12 minutes especially if she's losing uh i think that took away from it if this was just my my you beating the fuck out of her um I think it would have been better just because Mina needs more minutes to get her style fully across, if that makes sense. Um, I, I'd say I don't know if it would have been better going longer. Um, well, I no, but like... I, I think I think given the spot they were given, I think that the them doing a Mina match wasn't as smart as them doing a Mayu match. Is more I don't so think they I did a Mina match, though. That's the thing. If they did a Mina match, it might have flowed better because it just kind of went from Mayu beating her up to... to... Kind of hit That's a peak, and then Mina slowed it down with her figure four, um, and then it kind of just did the finish. Whereas if it was like 
Mina was dominating like the first like eight minutes of the match. I don't know. I don't know about that. It, I, I, I definitely uh, think it peaked like in the middle, and then they had to do the figure four stuff, which is probably Mina's only real drawback is her whole match is built around a submission, which is uh, yeah. And I think that's where the crowd affected this match because a good crowd would have a good crowd would have been like kind of excited for this mission or Maybe at least don't a little know bit that it's her big finish influence. either because i remember the first That's time true. she pulled it out in stardom we were all we were so all confused. confused and she had to build it up you do have to build up submissions on their their like affinity with the audience they're not just gonna buy especially such a simple submission as a simple figure four like even yeah. the next day uh Bushi pulled out like a, a crazy cross leg lock. Everybody's like, "Holy shit, you could do that!" <laughs> and that was the finish. It was like, "Oh damn, cool." Um, whereas a figure four is just, you know, everybody's seen a figure four before, um, and it wasn't the finish too, so it didn't really cement anything there. Um, yeah, but yeah, I so... like this match. I thought it was similar in style to the Mina Tam match from last year, except shorter. Obviously, well, actually, not that much shorter. Pretty sure that match only went like. Yeah, that one was like 16. Yeah. Yeah. So so not that much sure, but it, it reminded me of that where it felt like Mina did a lot of her stuff early. And then it was just like, okay, now it's Mayu's turn. Um, which I'm not a fan of. I think Mina does that kind of frequently, and I, I don't like that part of her her style. Um But I thought this was a good match. Like I, I keep I keep criticizing it, but I have to preface this was one like a top two match of the weekend. Um partially because wrestling was bad this weekend, but also partially because it was really good. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean, it was a good match. I definitely, I guess we just uh, have expected more from Mayu this year because she's on just a crazy run. I mean, even um, even she said uh, that she like blacked out and had the best match of her career against Sherry. <laughs> that's insane. That's so funny. But and she's um, just like, I don't even know what the fuck happened. I went Super Saiyan, man. That was fucking crazy. She's <laughs> crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, that's uh, that was that match. Uh, I don't know if there's much more to dig into. Um, you know, these matches always always feel like they're just kind of outside, just barely outside the realm of stardom, still kind of relevant to the world of stardom. It's kind of strange, but um, it it so, sucks that they didn't nice. put in Corican. I don't, I don't think you can uh, get a new Japan crowd that'll like, respond oh, as you want. The Corican, so. the Corican would have been hyped for for this Maybe. match. I don't know, but you I know mean, what? and I think you that's the case for a lot of it. these. A lot of these matches, and again, I know we don't want to talk about New Japan New Beginnings too much, but the same was said about Finley and Nick Nemeth, is that like Nemeth did a good job of getting himself over with the crowd, but it was it was a Sapporo crowd that doesn't really go fuck about Nick Nemeth. A Corican crowd, that match, maybe not better, but it would have had a better response because Corican crowds are a lot more giving than a Sapporo crowd. You know what I mean? And I think that's where I'm at with, with Mayumina in a way is that um even just a crowd closer to tokyo would have probably been more forget i mean look at the mercedes triple threat match last year at ryogoku um the crowd got into that uh pretty quickly in fact uh whereas this it's it's just a matter of sapporo is a harder crowd to pop but we can move on now i think we can all safely agree huge bad um so it's my guy sure. <laughs> um so there were two stardom shows this past week uh one was up briefly and is now not up anymore because i went to watch mm. it yesterday and it's not there um and then the other show is up 
Can I oh, speak yeah, about house shows? The Utsunoyama, Utsunomiya. Uh, sorry, that show was only up for like six hours because it went live. It was uh, a tech, demo. and the camera angle was terrible. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I saw, I saw the tweets. I was like, you know, I didn't I'm see my, my the only important match though. It's fair. Um, because these are house shows, and there's house shows again next week. I didn't feel like the wrestling was that important this week, which is why we spent so much time on the Rossi thing. And um, we also asked for questions on Discord to to kind of discuss those. Um, so we're just gonna blast through the two shows that happened and kind of focus on the important stuff. Um, yeah, I have like I have like two notes for the entire Gunma show. Yeah, like if there's four house shows in, in seven days, I don't. I don't think anybody's really gonna be all that interested in what happened, so it's just me. Um, Azumi was off both of these shows due to illness. Uh, she is on the cards this weekend, I think. Um, and Lady yes, C is but actually Lady off. Lady C is them. off. Yeah. Uh, Lady C uh, suffered a contusion or something. She so, got cut up in a match. Yeah. yeah so Laceration. Laceration. That's the one. Yeah. Um, important stuff anyway is we had Hanako uh, beating Fuki and Death. Saki Kashima and Mayu Itani in the opener of the show on February 24th in Gunma. Would you believe um, me if this if I told you this match, which went five minutes, the first minute and ten seconds, nobody touched each other? Yeah, that sounds like a Fuki and Mayu Saki kind of thing. Yeah, Saki, Saki was like, Mayu! I don't know what she said. And then she's like, get some applause, you know, good job, congratulations! Like, I don't know, Mayu just like posed and everything, she did the pose. And then there's you know, we're kind of talking for a bit. <laughs> Enough. Sounds great. Um, ha- Hanako won that. Wow, that's yep. crazy. She beat Fuki. Hanako and, over uh, death. All right. She rolled through on a on a uh, schoolboy. Oh yes, yes. The, the, or, uh, the old uh, O'Connor rolled through on an O'Connor. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, we then had Momo Nabe, Starlight Kid, and Raka beating Yuzuki, Hanan, and Saeeda. Uh, Momo pinned Yuzuki with a buzzsaw kick in twelve and a half minutes. This was and... solid. Yeah, we we now kind of see why Momo was being protected, because uh, she kind of challenged Micah at some point for the red belt. So mm. Momo, Momo's kind of been apparently Momo's unbeaten this year. So yep. she's kind of uh, she's also the only person not named Julia who's beaten Micah in like a year and a half. Oh, that's crazy. And Suzu, well, that well because Micah redeemed the Suzu loss. Uh, yeah. But otherwise, it's just it's just Momo since like hmm. crossover, like a store yeah. crossover forever ago. That is crazy, isn't it? <laughs> just how like slowly but surely they got behind Micah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Momo moved herself into into contention there. She's been protected and she won here. Um, we then had May Sarah, <clears throat> Suzu Suzuki, Mai Sakurai, and Julia beating Siori Ano, Sayaka Karara, Unimizumori, and Tam. Uh, Julia beat Sayaka with an STF in 13 and a half minutes. So that's tough. Not even the self viper. <laughs> yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, they did a stare down with Suzu and Tam, which is interesting. Tam tried to um, fight her. Yeah, I, I wonder what that's leading to. Maybe it's a number one contenders match. They they really like booking number one contenders stuff lately. I wouldn't uh, be opposed to that if they ran a number yeah. one contenders between the two of them. It'd be cool. It would suck because Suzu would lose, and it's like, damn. <laughs> Um, we then had Miyu Amasaki and Utami Hayashishita wrestle to a 15-minute time limit draw with Rina and Natsuko Tora. Uh, this is all about building up to Kevin versus Rina, which was on the next day. 
Can I know every, all the all the Bushiro defenders were like, "Oh, thank God, there's no more time limit draws. They're back, motherfucker, and they're between me, you, and Rena." Enjoy that shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why people were like, "Oh, Rossi loves time limit draws." I was like, he never them before <laughs> like yeah i don't know man so yeah. i think he just knew that that like some of these people are not going to be as protected like mm-hmm. momo cannot win against shuri so they're just gonna run a few time on the draws so that she doesn't have to lose against shuri either because yeah. me not being a loser or momo not being a loser is better for rossi's view of the roster uh, whereas I think Bushiro doesn't really care if Momo was viewed as a loser at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We've definitely seen them be more lenient with who takes pins um, mm-hmm. since the change. So I can I can definitely buy that as like Aussie uh, was overprotective maybe um, when tasked with booking so much. But yeah, I don't I don't want to get into that too much. Um, we then had Hazuki getting I think her first win of the year. Um, when it was Hazuki and Koguma beating Lady C and Saya Kamatani. Jesus um, Christ, you might be 14 right. minutes. At least in a while. She's been maybe on winning teams, but I don't know if her herself has got a pinfall. Uh, if she did, it was like the first couple shows of the year. Yeah. It's been a while. Definitely. Um, oh, she pinned Xena in the five on five elimination but she didn't win all right okay um we then had an eight woman tag match to main event is this the main event yes um oh Zena... by the way koguma funny yes that, that was that was my uh, note from the previous match. okay we had xena wakaskiyama mini shirakawa and micah beating rani agami amisore mirai and siri uh micah got the win for her team with the sasanka um over... straight jacket sto yeah yeah over rana I would, I would imagine. Um, I, the main thing was after the match. Then there was a promo. Uh, Micah was like, "Hey, God's Eye, I did challenge you um, to to a, an artist match. Did you hear me?" And Siri yelled from the corner of the venue, "No, I didn't. I didn't hear it." And uh, she's like, "All right, we're coming for those belts." And Siri once again yelled, "Okay, thanks." So it <laughs> was really funny. Yeah, Siri's sure, screaming at the top of the lungs. Yeah, okay, whatever, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna leave right, now. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then Xena got on the microphone and talked shit about Mirai and said, I'm going to mm. be the Cinderella winner. I, I want to face you in the Cinderella. So I guess they're giving away there that this will be either an early round match or like a semifinal uh, between Xena and Mirai. Uh, yeah, so they said this on the presser that Xena was the, the, the one thing outside of winning the Cinderella she wanted to do was beat Mirai. We do have the bracket, actually. I didn't. I forgot we had the bracket. So I could Wait, they that. they created the bracket. They did that. I thought they did. Did they not? I didn't think so. Oh, it was a okay, new yeah, cup bracket, but not a star. Yeah, because I was like, I wonder when they're gonna meet. But yeah, I didn't think they had said that. They just did the seeding. I remember now. Okay, false alarm. Um, but yeah, they have set up here. Um, Zena versus Mariah in some fashion. So that'll be interesting to see when they do it. Um, yeah, that was it, really. Uh, the Mirai, <coughs> sorry, the Micah Mina part of the promo was good. I think Micah's promos improved a lot. Micah uh, actually carries herself with a lot of Micah aura. did the old Kagetsu call and response, like word for word. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's dope. I like that. It's a like pretty simple like... call and response, but I was like, oh shit, she did it like exactly. Yeah, 
did like when she was like, "Hey, Mina, how are you doing after losing?" And Mina was like, "I didn't get sleep, but I'm all right." <laughs> and I thought that was, I thought that was neat. <laughs> you think one loss could take me down? And Mike is like, "I mean, she kind of, yeah. <laughs> she kind of fuck you up, but like, you know." <laughs> uh, and that was kind of it. That was a nice promo again. Mike is really carrying herself well in these promos. I find. Um, yeah. That's really all you need. Uh, the next show then was on February 25th. Uh, this is in Utsunomiya. They actually had sold out 464 people at the Light Cube for this one. Um, as as you said, this was briefly on YouTube as a tech demo with a camera that was not zoomed in. Apparently, a Japanese fan sent a photo that it was an iPhone recording it. So, yes. um, uh, quite no the um, 720p. Yeah, quite the strange setup there. So I. I didn't get to watch any of this because it was taken down beforehand, but you have seen it. So I saw um, the first match in the in the title match. First match I watched and I was like, I can't do this. Um, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So we had Amisori beating Rana Yagami in seven minutes um, with a brain buster. Uh, Suzu Suzuki beat Sayaka Karara with a buzzsaw kick in just under eight minutes. Um, Koguma, Hazuki, and Yuzuki beat Mirai, Saki Kashima, and Siri in 10 and a half minutes when Koguma rolled up Mirai with the 120% schoolboy. After this, star, this Stars cool Trio one. specifically uh, requested an artist match. So, uh, God's Eye haven't even defended against e- uh, Enexus V and they already have other challengers. Which is... is, is I, I'm into it. Get multiple yeah. teams lined up. Let's go. Let's get those belts defended. Um, Koguma getting getting that win over Mirai. It's huge. Yeah, Koguma, the the Cinderella run she, is on. Yes, she redeemed her Cinderella loss two years ago. Yeah. She, she's gonna win Cinderella. She's gonna she's gonna she win should. the white belt. The bear's gonna um, wear the, gonna wear the dress. Yeah, Koguma versus Natsupoi at Bontai. Who says no? <laughs> Not me. Uh, I mean, we then have to get the belt off of Ano very quickly, but Ano and Natsupoi she, Cinderella final. Cinderella it's final. Fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, May Sarah, My Sakura, and Julia beating Lady C, Sayaka Matani, and Utami Hayashishta. May Sarah got the win for her team over Lady C. Uh, Zena got another win uh, when it was her, Hanako, Waka, Mina, and Micah beating Momwatanabe, Starlight Kid, Fukigan Death, Ruaka, and Natsuko Tora. Uh, Zena won with Thunderstruck in 12 minutes. Uh, you can really well, tell well. where Kaori is going <laughs> um, after the split because they protected her a lot. And now she's dropping falls to Hanako and oh, Zena. Also, how do you feel about uh, Julia's new look? Julia's hair. It is. I fantastic. think it looks sick. I love it's it. It's awesome. Yeah. She's, just, she's like, great. Yeah. Like, I, I, there's that one picture that was going around, it went like viral. I was like, this is. This woman. That's fair. Jesus. Yeah, um, that, that was the. <laughs> We then had a future of Stardom Championship match. Rina beat Miyamasaki to retain the title in 11 minutes with the Hydrangea submission. I don't know if it was because um, I'd watched a lot of bad wrestling this weekend, but this was, like, really fucking good. <laughs> like, this was, this was like, uh, way better than I expected it to be because Rina didn't dwell on her limb work early that she does sometimes. I kind of was like... Uh, you know, um, I think she oftentimes struggles with the first like formative minutes of the match uh, in these in these future defenses. But this match didn't have that, so it just was kind of straight from the go. And yeah, I just thought it was really fucking good. I was really happy with it. Um, Miu did okay. great. Miu has obviously been like doing great work. Period lately. Um, 
but I think this was probably one of one of, if not Rena's best defense uh, to date. It, it was definitely up there with the Azusa and the Yuzuki ones, um, wow. and not down okay. there with the Hanako Waka ones. All right, okay, I like it. Well, Kevin is good. I think we can all. Kevin is good. Yes. Yeah, we can all we can all sell on that. Kevin is good. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, and I watch this on. Yeah. I, I watch this zoomed in on my phone, zoomed into the to the YouTube video on my phone. So imagine how it's going to be. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, when it's like you can actually see the moves happening. <laughs> oh my god, West Coast Pro, you absolute beasts. They got you for a show. I love that. You versus Trishadora? I, I like it. Oh, okay. that's... that's, that's <laughs> the, the top that's reply cool. is a bot. And honestly, I too would have pussy in bio for you versus Trishadora. <laughs> Jesus <so>. Christ. <laughs> Those bots are something else, I tell you. Um, yeah. Her main event was Hanan, Ida, and Mayu beating Ano, Yunimizamori, and Tam Nakano. Hanan got the win for her team with a backdrop hold. Uh, Hanan is definitely either like... Oh, you, you forgot something. Um, did, but I will go back to that in a sec. Yeah, Hanan is definitely it. either winning the Cinderella or runner-up to the Cinderella. There is no way yeah. she's getting all this momentum for nothing. Um, she's got to be in the semis. She's going to the final day, obviously. Yeah, um, sure. It's just a matter of like how this. I really wish I was hoping the brackets would come out today or yesterday, but they yeah. did. So I guess we'll just have to talk about them next week. Uh, because yeah, I mean, it depends on like who wears like who's bracketed where. Um, yeah, but I, I imagine she's semifinalist or finalist or winner. Uh, I'm hoping for that last one personally. All right. Um, yeah, Rina called out Hina and said, hey, I want to defend the belt against you. So we're getting the sisters squaring off. Which I've been asking for. Let's go. I'm, I'm actually really excited for that. Um, you know. I still vividly remember watching the first Hina-Rina match uh, in 2018. Like the first real one, because they had like an exhibition like a year earlier. Um I vividly remember watching that, like when I got home with like my lunch, like I wa- I walked and I got lunch from a from a sandwich place, and I got home and I was like, "Ooh, there's a new Starm upload," and it was it was Rina versus Zena. I was like, "Yeah, sure," because uh, I was just I was just I was fiending for some stardom, um, as you do when you first get into the company. And I watched that match, and I was like, "They're pretty good," you know. I mean, considering they're like ten. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like that's pretty solid. Uh, so yeah, I'm really happy that they're finally having a tile match. Uh, you know, years later, six years later now. Um, because I, I, it's a question we'll talk about later about Hina. Um, but yeah, I'm just really happy that they're doing that, and I'm happy that Hina's recovered. Uh, quick. Oh yeah, yeah. She, I forgot she was that was a collarbone. She like broke her collarbone or something. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that matches on the Cinderella opener, or maybe the Cinderella final, if they uh, want. Depends they do, on they are putting that sort of stuff on the pay per views now. Yes, but it depends on if they have a Tochigi date next month, which it looks like they do not. They might just so do yeah, it at probably. a big, big-ish venue. Either I don't, I don't know. Um, they do space out some of these title matches now, so maybe, possibly. Um, that was all from that show. I don't think anything was said after the main event that I took note of, unless you saw something in the backstage comments or something. No. No. All right. 
Um, looking forward to this weekend. They did announce the cards earlier today. They they're very much house show things. There's no title matches or anything. Um, I think Rana is getting another God's Eye singles match, which is kind of interesting. She's like running the gauntlet of her own faction. Um, is maybe to like build her up for a challenge or something. Um. Oh yeah, it's her versus Akashma. Yeah. Uh, a, a winnable match for Rana theoretically. She won't win it, but. Uh, this this won't like it's going to be less of a squash than the other ones. Yeah, which I'm um, interested in. Doing Mayu and Yuzuki versus Anno and Tam, which is interesting. Ooh. Uh, as I said, Julia and Siri are paired off. They're teaming on the first show in a five-on-five tag against E Nexus V. It's uh, it's Julia, Siri, Mirai, Ami, and Suzu against E Nexus V. And then they're against each other on the next show when it's Siri and Rana against Julia and Mai. Uh, Stars takes on God's Eye again um, with Mayu this time in, in hand. Uh, You're Tami. really just not running through these shows. No, I'm, just just... Trying to pick out, I'm just trying to pick out the stuff that I think is interesting to people. Uh, Utami is still kind of floating around. She's teaming with Azumi and then teaming with Kevin. Um, so no real direction for her. Same Ooh, for Saya. Tell- Man, this sucks because they accidentally like they cross booked here, right? So it's a two Utami and Azumi versus Mei Sarah and My Sakurai, and mm-hmm. then the other day it's it's Suzu Suzuki and Mei Sarah versus Utami and Miyu Amasaki. Um, oh. so they just refused to give us that title match that they were, or was that no, that was against Ano and Poi. I forgot Ano and Poi were the champions at the time and not. Yeah, uh, Crazy Star. But Utami and Izumi versus Crazy Star is a match I want to see, and they will not give it to me. That's Yeah, I don't think they're going to do it anymore. Uh, people seem to think <laughs> Suzu might leave, so I guess that's why. Uh, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. She won't leave anytime soon. I don't, yeah, I don't. Well, I don't really know. But um, she's only been there for like nine months. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's everything from the house shows. We'll be back to like more normal next week because we'll have the Cinderella opener to preview, so it'll be less be less Rossi talk anyway, um, and just maybe. more stardom <laughs> focus. We'll see. Um, well, maybe yeah, but I would imagine we won't know anything by then. So go full steam ahead here. Uh, we did ask for questions in our Discord, just to kind of fill out the runtime because we we figured we'd speed through the stardom stuff anyway. So. Um, I guess we'll just start here. Thanks for transcribing these, Dylan. That made life mm-hmm. a lot easier. Um, so the first question was, we get some background info, uh, some background history and context of the JWP LLPW split. More of your thoughts on how it reflects now for the Rossi watch. Um, so yeah, JWP and LLPW, um, it started in 88, didn't it? And then by 92. Uh, it, it was so gone. the company, I think, started in 87. And then the Sato Kandori thing happened in '88, so it only took like a year. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there was there was two very clear coming. clicks in in this promotion: the LLPW side with Kandori and Rumi Kazama mainly thought that they were real fighters, thought they were shoot fighters, and they were real, and they weren't that fake wrestling shit. Um, that's because Kandori Which, was a real yeah. Olympic level uh, judo competitor she got so bored of judo that she became a wrestler like that's how good she was at yeah judo. like I, I don't know if people know that like she was she was so good that she was like in this judo anime i watch yeah. um 
Like they literally were like, Oh, who's a, who's a great judoka around the world. Uh, and it was like, uh, Shinobu Katori or something. And I was like, okay, yeah. so that's, <laughs> I wonder who that is. Yeah. Uh, no. so yeah, she was like a, you know, she, she was very much a real fighter. And then there was other, other like real fighters on that side. And JWP was more the wrestlers. Um, I guess you could by, say by more Jackie the idol Sato side. The yeah, because Jackie Sato was an idol. Uh, Devil Masami obviously came from the idol side with AJW. Uh, Kuri Suzuki went with JWP as well, and she was literally just an idol. Um, so it was just those two sides not getting along in this promotion that had kind of broken the monopoly of AJW. Like this, That's how impressive what JWP originally did was, because uh, they broke monopoly that had existed for like 10 15 years at that point where ajw was the only real game in town for women's wrestlers why they were to treat them like shit in the in the late 70s a couple like came up and then just died immediately pretty yeah much. yeah like people tried and couldn't so jwp succeeding this yeah. was pretty big and then it split and it split into two kind of medium-sized promotions it really cut off the legs, I would say, for both, because went from having Pandori, Masami, uh, Dynamite Kanzai, Eagle Sawai, uh, and all those kind of people. Charlie to... Saito, big one. Yeah, you had all that, and now you it's like, okay, we have Devil and we have the Dynamite Kanzai <laughs> to like build around. So both promotions. On the went... other side, it was Kandori and Saito to build around. Yeah, much, so you had two it. promotions, which I think is very similar to what we're getting now, which is one promotion with real upward momentum splitting into two that are likely to have a much harder cap. Like, mm. I don't think either Stardom or Rossi's promotion are going to hit that 6,500 we got from Stardom last year. Whereas, if they had stayed together, there was a bigger chance of beating that 6,500. Separated, yeah. I don't think either of them is ever going to beat that. So I think that's what you're getting now. And that happened with JWP and LPW. They ran into the wall and they worked with AJW. And it was like, okay, we'll elevate Dynamite Kanzai because we like Dynamite Kanzai. But you don't have any bargaining power here. We are not protecting uh, Miami Ozaki or anybody. And the same went to LPW. It's okay, we'll protect Kandori. We like Kandori. Harley Saito is losing Harley Saito. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's I think it's very similar of one promotion with upward mobility splitting into two, a really hard cap, um, and obviously it makes it just weakens the quality because the JWP shows for the split were obviously a bit better than after the split where it was like okay we have trainees now wrestling fifteen minute matches because that's all yeah. we have you know so. And I, I'm partial to LPW um, of the two yeah. at that time period, but that's mostly because I love Kandori and I think Harley mm -hmm. Say was one of the most underrated wrestlers to ever live, right? Yeah, and definitely. so if you care about those two, you know, you like that show. <laughs> um, but it, it did really, you know, I think the big difference here is that neither, like JW, original JWP wasn't the industry leader. Um, mm -hmm. So while it had momentum, it didn't have as much momentum as Stardom does now. Um, or I should say pre Rossi's, you know, leaving. And now it's kind of like, uh, you yeah, know, people 2023. are skeptical. Like early yeah, 2023. Like, yeah, 2022, 2023 had more, uh, you know, upward trajectory, more momentum than original JWP did in, you know, 89, 90. 
going into the split in was it ninety one or ninety two? I forget. I guess split in ninety one and didn't run till ninety two. Yeah, something like that. They split um, in ninety one and ran very late ninety one into ninety two. See, yeah, that that makes sense. So, uh, it's it's not like stardom has like I think Starm has more upward trajectory uh than JD, original JDP did at the time. And now it's going to be cut off with this Rossi thing. Um and we will see how that affects the industry leader. That's why everybody wants to compare it to the AJW uh Exodus. Um issue is is that like well, it's a as, whole as, different kettle of fish. Yeah, AJW and, was so in debt. <laughs> like they had no they had no money. Uh, Bougie yeah, Road and, and and Rossi, they have money, you know. I'm still here, right? Because my, yeah, my are, computer's yeah. like in the middle of crashing. It appears. Oh, that's strange. <laughs> you you are here, so you seem okay. fine. Okay, it was it was just it was just my uh, web browser. So my All web right. browser is now dead. Um. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I do think that there is like that comparison that you want to make, but like as much as we like to make fun of Bushi Road, and as much as Bushi Road does seem like not the greatest company. Um, they aren't dumb, and AJW started getting pretty dumb <laughs> and pretty pretty ballsy with how they were treating their wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, I th- I, f- I remember reading that like they cause they didn't get into debt over wrestling. Like the wrestling still made money. They got into debt because their housing um, investments crashed. They then used money from AJW to pay off those debts. I think they just didn't pay wrestlers then. So the wrestlers yeah. who are working 300 days a year couldn't afford to like pay for their stuff because they weren't getting paid. Um, they obviously couldn't take jobs outside of that because they were wrestling 300 days a year. So AJW kind of got crazy. But yeah, the JWPLPW thing, it did eventually give some people more opportunities, but it definitely cut both promotions at the knees a little bit to where had less bargaining power with partners, they had less stars to build around, and they eventually obviously faded away kind of once Kandori and Kanzai got physically less capable. Um, so I don't expect that to happen here because there's bigger, more talented roster, I would say, splitting into two. Um, and obviously there's a lot more freelancers available and companies yeah. to work with. But I definitely do see it as like one big promotion separating into two like medium promotions rather than anything else. And I say big in like a not in a huge not in a New Japan big, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I, you you brought that up, and I I agreed with you when this first happened. That's like this looks like it'll be more of a JWP LPW thing than a AJW Exodus thing. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's that's some of the historical context of JVP LPW. Um fa- fascinating time in wrestling. Yes, definitely. Um the next question then was thoughts on Bushiro looking to bring in more idols or celebrities like Fua Chan to compete with Cyberfight. Um yeah, Cyberfight's got that bag. I mean, they got sixteen hundred a cork in there for the male idol that they debuted. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it'd be silly not to try it if I'm Bushiroad. I mean Idols is what's worked. Uh, like celebrities, attractive people, that is what has worked in wrestling. Uh, Antonio Noki was a god because of his chin, his jawline. Let me just tell you that much. Um, obviously, the the biggest stars in Joshi history were singers. So Bushiroad yeah. has a singing division. 
if I was them, I would be trying to cross promote as much as I can. I would be trying to have successful music stars who can also wrestle. Like if Which, I was Bushiro, that's, that's what I would do. You know what's kind of interesting? They did more musical stuff under Rossi's control than they have since they've been purchased. Because like just the other day, I was watching um, Thunder Rock versus uh, Mako and Kyrie. And Thunder Rock was like doing a promote performance for their show or before mm-hmm. the the match. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot they used to like they used to do the singing thing, right? How the hell have they not forced Utami to sing? She she, she probably can't. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, half of AJW Tom couldn't. Gets, that's probably why Tom gets <laughs> such a push because Tom has the meltier stuff. I would be surprised if they don't go full on with like a meltier um, thing yeah. to to cross promote them. If I was Bushy Road, just, I would be looking at that music division. I'd be going, hey, listen, if you want a bit of extra cash, train with stardom, and we will promote your singles to wrestling fans and try and make as much money as we can. That's what I would yeah. do. No, I agree. Uh, it, it does... Mixing mixing the water does create some issues, as we've seen with Hikari Noah in uh, TGPW. Um, that becomes a bit messy in that it's like if you get fined or suspended from your idol company then you can't do like if you get suspended for something on the idol side of things you'll get suspended from something on the wrestling side of things because they're so intertwined so i can get where that becomes an issue of like not wanting to have to deal with all of this but like you said bushiroad owns a music like they own an idol company like it, it's just it feels like it would be a no-brainer quite frankly yeah definitely um the next question was, do you think Rossi will play the freelancer game again with his no promotion? And who do you think could become a pillar for his new project? Um, I'm going to assume that means a freelancer as a pillar. Um, so yes, as we kind of said earlier, freelancers will be a big part of this because there's just so many of them right now. You'd be silly not to make use of that talent, mm-hmm. especially running eight shows a month. Um, as far as freelancers who could become pillars of it, I'm thinking Unagi or Veni. Um, yeah, Unagi is somebody ones. like Unagi is somebody Rossi saw the potential in very quickly. Um, you know, you can go back to listen to the shows we did. Like he was, he was fully behind her. Uh, obviously, the record-breaking artist run. He was getting title matches left, right, and every center. Month. He was she doing got, that. She had a title match every month for like fifteen, sixteen months. Yeah, there. he was doing that to give her reps, so she would get to grips with the in-ring stuff because he knew the rest of it was there. And obviously now she's been gone for a little bit and she's kind of brought the rest of her game up. She could definitely be pushed in the way he wants to. Uh, Venny. Venny is one that if he gets Hamada, Venny is definitely joining because Hamada trained Venny, as as people know. Mm. Um, And also the heat between Kyoko Kimura and kind of Hannah's friends and family is more with Bushiroad than Rossi. So I think, you know, getting to work with Rossi would be kind of nice for Venny and, for, and even for Kyoko if she was offered some sort of role. Um, yeah, I think the Hannah heat was with Bushiroad because it was them that Kyoko asked for help and it was them that said no. Um, yeah. So I would imagine there's the door open there for, for Rossi to work with them. So I could see Venny being one. Yeah, um, I think Unagi is... And this, like, again, we discussed this the other day. I think Unagi is one of the only freelancers that I don't think would take a, a bag from Rossi. 
um, just because she's making such a crazy bag herself. Um, I, I don't know if she would go full time. I don't think she's not like she's going to sign a contract. Uh, but I would agree if if she if she does sign a contract, she's probably a big dog in that game. Um, I could see him operating under the assumption that Nanai has a big role in this company. Um, I could see him definitely grabbing you um and mm-hmm. like having her a regular uh in the company and have her be a big deal cuz he did love seven up like very clearly you know that was not a that was not a bushi road thing yeah <laughs> shocker right i i just can't see bushi road being like yeah like let's let's go for Nanai and you as as tag team champions and seven up was fucking killer like i think people forget how great of work you was doing in that tag league and in that triangle derby. Um, and even in the title run until the, the fucking Kyoko's match. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can see you being a, a pretty big deal there. Again, it kind of depends on like mm-hmm. how she's feeling. Cause she, she is another one of those people who's kind of like a proud freelancer who represents Eve because she, she loves doing traveling stuff. She left TGPW because she yeah. didn't want to be, bogged down so that's kind of an issue of like would she sign a contract she also does uh skaban which is like still kind of a a question mark when it comes to signing people Mm -hmm. um but yeah i I would say outside of unagi and and veni which i agree with i would say you is a big one um and i don't know who's like rossi coded that's like a freelancer freelancer one one person that I expect, maybe not to be a pillar, but to see, is Sari. Um, oh, definitely. She, oh, fuck, she yeah. wants that Julia match, <laughs> and I'd imagine Julia is smart enough to say, "Hey, I'll do your match, but you got to do a Rossi show. You got to work with us yeah. a little bit." So I could see. Oh, her I could. Being I could one hundred percent see Sari doing like being a big, you know, like a a, a big draw for Rossi shows. Yeah. You know, like a, he was. Oh shit! This is actually happening he's copying his old stuff she could be his nanai or miko where when things yeah. went to shit he went please help and put the red belt put the world title on them and yeah like build I could things d- around them i think the mako uh shout is is very much what i think he could do with sari like specifically um yeah so uh, yeah so again sari isn't signing i i wouldn't think but no. she could be a big dog for him mm-hmm. um so yeah Next question. What's your favorite submission move from the stardom roster? Uh, the, I don't know. It's, my Sakurai's new one is kind of good, isn't it? Or am I thinking of, or am I thinking of Saya's? May Sarah's is, no, you don't like Saya's. Uh, like May Sarah's has a good one. Um, I think the best answer is Mayu when she decides to just pull at limbs. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the chibi killer. Um, yeah. That's that Mayu one. does the the dragon sleeper the the two step dragon sleeper if you will, um there is one that like I feel like so many of the great submission wrestlers are gone from Stardom. Yeah, um, well I mean Shuri is still there. She yes, Shuri has like seventeen though, so it's like take your pick. Um, Rana does an armbar, but that's that's all. Suzu does one. Maybe Suzu is who you're thinking of. Oh shit! Yeah, Suzu's is great. I yeah. love that one. Um. Fuck, I just had the, the name, but it crashed because my computer's dumb. Yeah, because she just did it to beat Rana. 
I know, and I, I specifically I was like, oh, shit, that was sick. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. I don't know the name either, but I know exactly uh, what you mean. I have so. it. I have it. I have it real quick. Okay. Uh, okay. Right here. Um, Yokobari Lock. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Great movie. All right. That's uh, probably my th- favorite. Yeah. Uh, do you think Hina will get a future title run or will she get lost in the shuffle and not get a chance, especially with the new rookies coming and uh, Mio Masaki looking likely to be champion soon? I think this depends on um, what Sonny means by top NXT star. If they lose a Yuzuki or a Rana, I think that opens the door a lot or more Mew. for a Hina. Yeah, I think that opens the door a lot more for Hina. Um, especially if they have a slowdown in trainees. But as of now, I can't see her being of the quality to get the future belt. Just seems a bit above her. If if she's winning, if if she's winning the belt, she's gonna win from Rena. Yeah, coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, if 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 she doesn't beat Rena, I don't think she gets it. No, um, I would like her to get it from Rena, and I think that like, I know people hate it when rest when titles are used as like you know, uh, participation trophies, but. I, I do think that running a, a Rena versus Hina match and having Hina win it uh, is something they would do because they like to keep them as even as possible, even though Rena has surpassed her uh, just because of like her work, like just how frequently she's wrestling in, in bigger moments. But I think that Hina getting a title run, even if it's only a couple, um, <laughs> um, a couple matches, I, I could see I could see it like improving her and kind of like giving her a shot to actually do things. Um, so I would like Hina to win it, even if just for a couple months before she drops it to. I mean, Miu's getting it soon enough. Uh, like Miu could beat Hina since they're stablemates. They kind of have that story. Um, but you know, I, I would like it to happen, but I could definitely see her kind of getting lost with it. Uh, getting lost in it, especially with this recent injury, kind of like setting her back again. Mm-hmm. It's it's just kind of you know, it's kind of messy, uh, but I'm hopeful. All right. Um, the next one is how do you parallel the older Joshi you've watched with uh, modern stardom? Uh, the finishes are different, but more about the stories being told. Um. Well, one thing is AJW had one idea, and it was mm-hmm. heel faction running the company basically and beating the shit out of baby faces so that's kind of gone uh even a way to tie is never as obnoxious as the the zaps or the dynamite group that briefly existed where they all wore masks and were called dynamite jack and stuff like that i thought that um, was like a sub faction of the atrocious alliance I have no idea what the hell it was. I just remember seeing them and being like, what the fuck is happening? Because some of them were like retired wrestlers too. And I was like, you're not like allowed to be here. <laughs> um, but yeah. Like, oh AJW yeah, because that was the was... 80s. <laughs> yeah. um, and obviously in the 70s, you had the Black Pair and Monster Ripper kind of beating the shit out of Jack. Yeah, Zato. Monster Ripper, Romero. Um... So that st- that style of storytelling is long gone. Like, nobody... I think the big difference... Even beyond that is tag team wrestling is not respected as much now as it was then. Um, yeah, yeah, you could make a career as a tag wrestler like oh, Yamada and Toyota, um Hokuto and Suzuki for or Suzuka for the most part. Um, um I mean even going back ten years belts. earlier, 
there were the, there was the golden pair queen angels yeah. uh you know jumping bomb angels like there there were a bunch of people who were like, like yeah they for, can go to put singles it this way, to put it this way they were insane briefly the tag belts in AJW were more important than the world title oh yeah that was just how it was like i also think know. that 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 also created it so that like the wrestlers cared more in tag yeah. title matches um because a lot of the times like I, i've I've been this question is from Kane. It's it's you know I, I've been talk I've talked to him about um about some retro Joshi stuff uh, mm-hmm. like he's asked me about it and a lot of times like the singles matches are good but then like the tag team equivalent is so much better uh, just yeah. because there was a lot more dy- dynamic you know they 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 it felt like they cared more um, until they didn't. Right until mm-hmm. Linus Oscar's like, please don't make me team with Chigusa ever again. I'm so tired of doing the tag. Team. Yeah, you know, un- until and that happened for most of the tag teams, quite frankly. Um, either that would happen or they would have to retire. Like one of those things would happen uh, pretty soon after a tag team got a good run. Um, so like that was a big thing was how huge the tag belts were, how huge the tag division was, and just how respected, how much fun it was. I don't think that's captured anywhere in wrestling. Quite frankly, not just in Stardom, not just in Joshi. I don't think that's captured anywhere in wrestling these days of mm-hmm. how great tag wrestling can be. And I think some of the best tag team wrestling I've ever seen was Crush Gals era. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, for sure. Both early Crush Gals era and late Crush Gals era. Because like, there was like Hokuto, rookie Hokuto was a great tag wrestler. For example, oh, yeah, her and uh, her and Ho, her and Hoda teamed a little bit. Her and Hoda teamed, but it was mainly her yeah. and Suzuka Minami because Marine Wolves. Uh, yeah, but I, I know Rainbow's like she won the Japan shit. tag belts with Ota, I think. Yes, she might have even won a tag belt with Chigusa or a tournament with Chigusa. I feel Maybe. like I'm remembering Fuji Fuji Cup. Fuji that would have made sense, but also yeah. a lot of the Fuji Cups aren't on databases, so I don't that's know if true, they would. That's count true. It. Uh, another thing is, uh, it's a lot less vicious than older Joshi. Um, like. There was a palpable, I am trying not to murder this bitch anytime Hokuto and Kandori did press conferences. And there's a lot less of that energy in modern Joshi. Um, not that oh, it's, it, was Hoda, you know, it was Hoda with Chigusa. Sorry. Okay, yeah. Um, not that it's the friendly girls meme about TJPW, but like, definitely there is no Hokuto and Kandori anymore. Uh, there is no even Yamada Toyota and they were a tag team like and they, they when they went at it yeah. they were just gonna yeah they were gonna kill each other uh Linus Asuka and Nagayo when they feuded it was a war um you definitely don't see as much of that now so I think that's those are like the big changes is and when you do they, it sometimes feels a bit manufactured more than it, it did well they don't do time. blood they don't do blood anymore yeah whereas obviously Pandori bled and and the, the crush gals would bleed and kind of stuff like that. So yeah, they don't try and sanitize it a little bit, but yeah, they they do. They are a lot less vicious uh, in how they do it. Um. Now the next set are uh, which Stardom wrestler would win most real fights against the rest of the roster? Uh, I'm, gonna, Tiri, I'm gonna. Tiri was preface that Shuri in UFC. Let's say let's say excluding Shuri. <laughs> and Utami was literally a high level judoka. So. Oh, Mike was a higher level judoka though. Really? Okay, so Micah yeah. or Siri. That's that's the one. Um, probably yeah. Like Siri, like if you're a UFC, I mean, obviously fan, Shuri. Okay, Shuri, Shuri, normal human. Shuri, obviously. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know, but, but then, but then you also got to look at it like, like. So this is talking about not in a in a shoot fight, but in a in a fight. Um, I, st- I still think if you can flip somebody over your head, then you're you're good to go. Yeah, but like, who's the who's the fucking who who's throwing hands? Like, Leah. I don't think I don't think Mayu would win that many real fights, but I think she would be fucking mm. <laughs> fucking motherfuckers up. She wouldn't win, but she would she would be hurting some people <laughs> just because she's Rana has psychotic. A, Rana has a low key chance. Rana looks stanced up all the time. Yeah, and Rana does have like what ten years in karate. 12 yeah, years yeah. Like Rana like would Rana would hurt somebody. Um, yeah. So the obvious answer is Shuri, but there are some cases, yeah. you know. Um, the next question then is, who do you guys want to win the Cinderella the most? What belt would you see them challenging for, and what would the story be? Uh, I think our answer is going to be the same because I would like Hanan to win and challenge Ano. And the white belt is just an easy thing for Hanan to go. Of like, I want to represent Joshi Wrestling. This is a belt that represents the heart of Joshi and the future of Stardom. I would like to win this belt from you, the outsider. I okay, so Hanan's the choice, right? Um, yeah. Saying that, I am still yours truly, Dylan Murray, um, your misunderstood friend. So I will also say Hazumi. Um, I would really <laughs> like Hazumi to win. Um, fair, because I think that there is like her and Ano obviously have history. They're one and one in singles competition in the past year. Uh, so I think that could be a really good match to run, even if Azumi does have to lose it. Uh, and I feel like, you know, I think that she hasn't gotten a shot at the white belt yet, right? And it's like, and I mean, even so, she's also very capable to challenge for the IWGP belt. So I think Azumi's also a very uh, versatile one. Whereas like a kid, she can't challenge for the white belt again because she just did a month ago. Um, she's not going to challenge for the red belt. So it's pretty much just the IWGP for her, which we don't really know if they're going to want to run with that or not. Um, whereas I think Azumi can challenge for any of the three belts, maybe not the red belt, as you know, conceivably, but she could challenge for the other two belts very, you know, and there'd be a story there, right? I think, one, she said on her 10th anniversary match that she's like, oh, I'm, I want to beat Mayu. That's my next big arc as a wrestler, so I need to beat Mayu. Um, which nobody ever does, by the way. <laughs> like, yeah. like Mayu loses a lot, but she never really loses. You know what I mean? Like, she she made a career on losing the first match of the five star every single year. Um, but somehow it's just like she doesn't really lose, though. Uh, so I I think that's like Azumi has that story with Mayu. Azumi has that story with Ano. Um, she doesn't really have one with Micah. She notoriously doesn't have one with Micah. Uh, because they've always been like a a pairing that like feels like a first-time matchup even though they've run it like three times i think um but they just feel very like styles clashy um but i think i think azumi would make sense i think it would also be a a big statement for for them um Mm -hmm. in contrast to like a suzu or a kid even kid i you know i like i said i'm trying not to like be as harsh on kid as much but she has challenged for the white belt like six times. <laughs> I think I think kind of going with somebody that hasn't done that yet, that hasn't challenged for a major belt in like a, a big singles opportunity. Um, I think that's a smart move. So I'm going with Han or, or Azumi. 
Um, okay. Same reason why I'm not going for Azuki. It's because it's like you, we've seen that before. Yeah, uh, yeah, has a as much chance. as I would like it. All right. Um, the next question then is, uh, I don't think we can answer this. Favorite Ray matches. Um, hmm. I'm going to be exposed here and say that I don't recall watching much of Ray slash Lynn Byron. Um, you know, she like I, only died. I have a similar a answer. few months before I got into Joshi. So it's very much not somebody that I caught at all. Um, she was also a, was... the the years that she wrestled are like my biggest blank spot. Yeah, same. It's like I've watched stuff before and stuff after, but not that yeah. specific. And that it, those funnily enough as well. Like she worked very specific companies. That funnily enough, past the day I was born until 2018, didn't see much of of joshi so two yeah. so and she was she started wrestling in 2003 when mm-hmm. i was born so like that is kind of like a you know a, a dead zone for me but one match that i have seen that i don't know if i could recommend because it was it was you know some people won't like it but it was her versus kyoko kimura in a battle arts queen b match um because battle arts started running like these all women's shows in the late 2000s um and obviously battle arts is very you know shoot style wrestling uh i do remember that match i me enjoying it but i don't know if i would say it's like a, a great match i just remember enjoying that show i watched this a few years mm-hmm. ago so it's it's been a while but that's the one match i remember vividly of watching from ray uh was her versus kyoko right. kimura it's chill um the next one is uh from scott our lovely friend scott alex what would you do without dylan i, I don't know how, how would i bully azami without I, Dylan. I, I like, like that I question. think that's yeah, I don't like I, your answer, but I like that Because <laughs> see I I have no beef with Azami, but then she's your favorite, so I do have beef. It's you. very similar to me with Mina. Uh we're we're both very similar with that. Because it's like I like Mina. I think Mina's like pretty good. I think she has doubt, like pitfalls, but I think she's great. Um mm-hmm. but it's like she's your favorite. So, <laughs> so that's that's kinda how it goes. Um gotta kinda last laugh question, at that stuff. Last question is gonna take a long discussion. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on the heat. I'm going to come back, okay. and we can sit back and really dive into it. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at formations. All right. Um, so our final question is, how would your Stardom FC starting 11 look? So um, you are less attuned with the football, so I think you're you're still trying to formulate it. I, yeah, I um, I... I I used to like I, if you asked me this question. Well, actually, I was I didn't start watching Stardom until after I kind of stopped being super into, you know, international football. So it's hard, but yeah, I I, I can figure something out. I can go. All right. Okay. Well, I guess I can start. Um, mm. Let's move my microphone a bit. All right, that's a bit that's a bit better. Um, so. I am a disciple of the 4-3-3. I've seen this formation mm. used to such great success um, by, by Jose Mourinho, such a, a legendary coach. I do, I, I do love Jose Mourinho. He's such a funny <laughs> bastard. Yeah. Um, I have sadly also seen it used to much success by Jurgen Klopp, who is the single most annoying man in, in all of football. Um, so I'm going to go with the 4-3-3. Very bombastic formation. Uh, very balls to the wall. High line definitely is a must. And so to play the high line, there are three things that I really need. Agile goalkeeper and two 
big bastard center backs. So my goalkeeper is going to be Tekla. Mm. That's because she's quite agile. So I think she can do the sweeper keeper. You know, if the ball is played over the top, I think she can come out and get it before the other team. I think she could pass quite well. I think she could, she's agile enough to make saves as well. Um, so I, I, See, I would go with Tekla. She's only 5-1, though. Like, like I, I don't think, think the Tego Kidder needs to be height tall, but I think they need to be a little bit taller than five one. <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I, I think should be okay. See, I, I have my goalkeeper, so I'm going four three one two. Um, that's that's my formation. Uh, four at the back, uh, three in the middle. I love having a center attack mid, um, to kind of like back up strikers and then two strikers. Um, right. for goalkeeper, I would go with uh, Mayu because she's tall. And she jumps very high, and she's very dynamic in her movements. Um, I steal that because that's good. No, because um, okay. and I also thought about it, it's like, well, Mayu has like probably has like butterfingers, right? That that was kind of what I'm thinking. But at the same time, I want her on my team, but I don't know like that would be an issue anywhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> she would fumble over her feet if she was a striker, for example. Um, so it's like I think. She would be the most useful in goal. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, my two center backs then are going to be uh, Hanako and Micah. They are that's a good one. Yeah, they are my brick wall. If I'm playing a high line, you're gonna have to outmuscle them. You're gonna have to outpace them. You're gonna have to beat them in the air. That's very difficult to do for anybody. So I don't think anybody's getting past these two. They are my iron wall. Um. I am gonna run with Micah uh, as a as a as a what center back. A, a center back, yeah. I, I I don't know why I kept looking at C and thinking corner. I was like, they're <laughs> in the middle. What am I doing? <laughs> um, well, because cornerbacks are yeah, yeah, football. Um, yeah. So I would go with Micah in the back, and then I would also probably go with who's somebody. I might go Micah Julia. In in the in the mm. center back, okay. Uh, just because like, like even though like Hanako makes sense. I understand. Sense. Julia is that like classic Italian bastard <laughs> defender who will kick the shit out of every player that comes yeah. near her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm into it. Where it's like they they're a bit more aggro because like you know, Hanako's a good one, but I also don't know if she would be fully. I don't know if Hanukkah would be good at, at football, if I'm being quite honest. Like, well, she just doesn't seem like she'd be very good at be, so I don't well, think that's No, it. you're right, but... Um, we just got the same yeah. notification. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not going to talk about Tamatanga. Let's move on. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I like that defense. Um, my midfield is an interesting one, because it's a midfield oh, I need, three. I need, I need two at the... At the what's it called? Uh, we need the well, left back and right back. Yeah, well, I'm gonna do those later. Um, okay. My s- midfield trio. I'm gonna have a, a more offensive sitting midfielder, and it's gonna be Siri. I think she's very mm-hmm. smart. I think she could cut out the plays. Um, I'm gonna have Marai as my like all action box to box midfielder. She's fast and she's strong. I don't think there's many people who are going to get the ball off her in the middle of the park. And she probably will win some tackles there. Um, Other midfielder to pair with Marai. 
This is definitely terrible audio for people who know nothing about. about yeah, soccer. I mean, they, this is our last question, so you can all like click off if you want. Yeah. Um, this is for the Discord. This is for the for the Discord. <laughs> um, the other midfielder, I'm trying to think if he's tall and uh, strong. No. Hmm. Well, okay, maybe not tall. I have tall. Maybe Saeeda. Saeeda is another like fast, strong midfielder there who can like win tackles and hold the ball. So I think her and Mariah would be like nobody would want to face them. And then Siri is cleaning up behind them. I think that's a good one. Um I'm writing these down for myself real quick. <laughs> okay. Uh just because I need to make sure I, I have who I have. You know what I mean? Um and then I have a CAM and I have two strikers. Okay. Um yeah so I'm I'm actually gonna continue on my uh my defenders, my backfield. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna similar to you, except you have her uh, in the middle. I'm gonna go with uh, Mirai at left back. Um, mm, okay. Because she's she's fast enough to where she can keep up with people going along the the fucking side. Yeah. But she's also just imposing, right? And you need that in in the backfield. So I'm gonna go with her at left back. Um, who should be my other defender? Um, Who's, who's kind of a dick? I feel like I feel like there's there's like <laughs> there's always always some motherfuckers who are gonna like kill you at, on defense. Um, See, it's a pity you have your center back taken because Natsuko Tora would be perfect. Oh for that. shit! Yeah, she That's would true. she'd break some knees. Not really want her on the on the side. You know what? Yeah. I'll go. Uh, we can't do eras of wrestlers because like Himeka would be a perfect uh, yes. right back for me. Yeah. Um, but she's not around anymore. Um, and I already went with Micah and Julia in the middle. Uh, like I said, I'm writing these down. This is terrible audio. I apologize. It's fair. It's um, all right. Left back, I have Mirai. Um, right back, I'm thinking of the of the roster. Um, Momo. I have Momo back there. Actually, interesting. Interesting. Uh, she is a bit slower. She can uh, invert. She can be your inverted wing back. Those are like a thing. Yeah. Now. Like stay back. I have and no move idea what the, the middle is. Okay. So oh, yeah, yeah, okay. stay back and move into the middle when the team is forward in possession. Okay. So yeah. Would like yeah, help the help the center backs higher up the pitch, basically. Gotcha. That that's right. yeah. I, I think I think Momo's there, and then um, I'll go with my three center mids my my uh, ones that are further back from the CAM obviously um and I will go with I'm going to steal yours with Shuri um okay. I think okay. I think Shuri is good at center mid um but beyond that I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking cuz I want the faster ones up front um I think I think I'm gonna go the crazy trio of uh, Shuri Utami, who's another like stronger one, but you know, mm. uh, Shuri Utami and let's go with. I'm not gonna go Saya. I'm not gonna go. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't want to steal all of yours, but I feel like Ida's a good center mid too. That's fair. You can take him. I, I think I am going to go Saida at center All mid, right. too. So, um, yeah, Shuri, Utami, and Ida are at my center mid. Um, and my backs, my cornerbacks are Mirai and Momo at 
left and right. All right. Um, my striker then is the big-bodied Lady C. Uh, That's crazy. Know, she, she's gonna she's gonna win crosses. She can do a big boot. She can kick it. Uh, I think her movement would be fairly good as well. I think she'd be smart. She's a teacher. She's got a brain on her. Um, so yeah, I think she'd be a good striker. Uh, my two wingers. I'm gonna go with Starlight Kid. She's fast, but she's also kind of unpredictable, so I think she'd keep the defense guessing. Um, and on the other side, I'm going to have Saya Kamatani for a similar reason. She's very spectacular. She'd try and like dazzle and pull out the, the, the flashy tricks. Um, but she's quick enough that I think she can cause nightmares for any defender. Hmm. At, at attacking mid, uh, I'm going to go Hazuki. Um, I'm not she, feeling she, that one. I'm not feeling really? that. I, I feel like your attacking midfielder needs to be like a smart player who pulls everything together. She she is well. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Azumi's better there, and Hazuki's better at striker. Uh, yeah, like I don't know. Your your number ten should be like the brain of the team, you know. Uh, you know, actually, you know what? You're right. I think I'm gonna go Azumi at center attack and mid, and then uh, Hazuki will be one of the strikers, okay. and the other striker, I'll run with Suzu. Oh, I don't know why. I'm just kind of feeling that. I'm just kind of feeling that. Um, to round out my team, my fullbacks are Azumi and Maysera because they would bomb up the wings. Back. Yeah, that's true. They're just balls of energy. So. Yeah. See, I think I... my my team would be like quite difficult to deal with. There's a lot of energy there. Yeah. I know. I'm I'm feeling like maybe I made a wrong decision with Momo at right back, but otherwise I'm pretty content uh, with you. You could make my it team. work. If she's inverted, I think you'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, I'm I'm happy with my team. I I think you have a good team as well. Uh, this is such a nerdy fucking question. Uh, <laughs> but I kind of love it. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, but yeah. So that's I think that's the show. Who's the manager? I'm having I'm having. Ooh, uh, Ushino. Best player manager in, in history of the sport. It would take Natsuko. Natsuko feels like a tactician. It would be like, here's how you like break. She that is. She is the uh, what's her name? The intelligent monster. Yeah, commander. I think. Yeah. I think she would. Uh, see that. She'd do good as the manager. So. Um. Yeah, I mean, if if Shuri was not on the field, I would put Shuri. Uh, but yeah, yeah I mean, well, Koguma is also a genius. You know, she's a high speed genius. I think Koguma as well. Maybe Koguma would have been good on on the pitch, uh, probably. She she would have been my probably ten. Probably She'd have been my ten. Yeah, very smart, yeah, genius player, fast, strong. Yeah, I would have I would have had her. Picks her spots. But, um, that, that is smart. That is smart. Yeah. Um, but that's that's that. Uh, for the Discord folks. Um, so my team was Tekla and goals, uh, left back May Sarah, center back. Uh, Hanako and Micah. Right back, Azumi. Defensive midfielder, Siri. Uh, two other midfielders are Ida and Mirai. And an attacking tree of uh, Ida. Lady C, uh, Starlight Kid, and Saya Kamatani. And mine was uh, Mayu and Goal, Micah and Julia as the center backs, um, Mirai at left back, Momo at, at right back. Uh, the the midfielders are Shuri, Utami, and Ida. Those are the three in the back. Uh, the center attacking midfielder is Azumi. Uh, my striker is Suzuki, and my other striker is Suzu Suzuki. All right, I like it. I like it. Well, 
that was all the questions we had. Um, we will be back next week to uh, discuss the house shows from this coming weekend and look ahead to the Cinderella opening day. Because if I have my dates right, that is the following weekend. Um, unless I've gone yes. crazy. Yeah, no, you're right. Night. I, I traveled the, the day of. I traveled oh, back no. home the day of the Cinderella. Oh, that's, that's fun. Lovely. Yeah, because yeah, they're doing Cinderella at uh, the Budokan and then they're in Cork and Hall. So we should have enough to, to discuss there. So if you want a more normal show, we'll be back with it next week. Um, yeah, with that, it's time to close the show. Unless you have any comments, uh, Dylan? Uh, no, that was a, it was a fun time. Um, join the Discord, the Five Star Network Discord. Yeah. Uh, to talk about. Unless you're bad vibes, in points. which case I will I will get you kicked out. Don't be bad have vibes. Do you, you? Yeah, I got Doc Spoon in the pocket. Don't you know? Damn tell it. him I said that, please. <laughs> so tell him I said I that. won't. <laughs> He'd uh, kill me. <laughs> yeah. He might ban you for that one. Um, <laughs> he'll be extra mean to me it's, but yeah, it's if, if you have good vibes then then come on through to the five star network discord to talk about storm quest and talk about other wrestling obviously because wrestling so those are the channels there you know you don't talk there are to a lot us. of our channels yeah. yeah you can you can pretend we're not there um but yeah, yeah that's fine uh, if you want to stand you may stand if you want to sit you may sit believe today shine tomorrow you decide what you believe in ejo oh nanai as my captain or as my as my manager oh i like it, it. Okay. Nanai, nanai manager sorry ejo Thank you.